I was exposed to a lot of mainstream healthcare at a very young age. And I kind of just saw that there was a need, of course, for healthcare, but it's just like we couldn't get to the root issue for a lot of things. And I found a lot of my patients started getting kind of dead-ended by the healthcare system. Um, I just knew that there are so many other options that a lot of our Western culture isn't really open to until there's like more research um, present, of course, but it's just like when you start seeing people's lives change outside of the healthcare system, it's hard to keep that uh, truth to yourself. Some people say the scientific and mystical worlds are separate entities, but to Maureen Fontaine, nothing can be further from the truth. Daily, Maureen is an expert in live and dry blood analysis, an ontological coach, and a spiritual intuitive reader. As a mother, grandmother, and mentor, Maureen aims to insight curiosity and celebrate those who inspire. Science is a practical, in-depth process of the mind. It encompasses observation, identification, description, experimental investigation, and theoretical explanation of phenomena. This information is then systematically analyzed and proves it exists. Mysticism is often considered to be unscientific and unfounded. Going beyond the obvious allows for an expanded state of consciousness. It goes beyond the average sensory experience and the obvious. Those things we can explain and those that we can't. Both science and mysticism coexist and reveal the truths of the universe. How curious are you? Join Maureen and her guest speakers as they bridge the space between science and mysticism. Hello out there. Welcome to Science and the Mystical, the bridge between. I'm Maureen Fontaine. I'm here to inspire, educate, and stimulate curiosity. You're going to meet some incredible guests that share in my passion for holistic health, emotional balance, and soul connection. Well, today's a great day. We're going to spend the time with the amazing Elise Cochran who is a master of essential oils, among other things. If you ever need to know anything, she's probably researched it extensively. She's known as the nerd of awesome and is indeed a wealth of wisdom and knowledge. Even though Elisa spent much of her time working in the mainstream medicine world, her life revolves around holistic and preventative care. And she's just an astounding, astounding example of that. And in the last 10 years, she's done the deep dive into the world of essential oils, and she's going to share how these powerful little drops can change your life. Not only that, just side note, she has expertise in tarot, crystals, and energy work. Can't wait to hear more. Here we go. So introducing the lovely Elise. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to have you. So Elise, you are a woman on the move. Can you tell us perhaps a little bit about your history and all that's got you here so far? Totally. And a lot of people look at me and they're like, how can you do all these things and look so young at the same time? So (laughs) I've spent literally the last decade working in mainstream healthcare as a diagnostic ultrasound sonographer. So yes, I scanned babies um, lots and... uh, Sorry, I'm just adjusting my volume here. How's that? Great. Awesome. Thank you. And, but honestly, I became specialized in a few fields um, as well. I did echocardiography, which is heart and as well, breast imaging are just some subspecialties on top of um, my ultrasound uh, training as well. 
So I was exposed to a lot of mainstream healthcare at a very young age. And I kind of just saw that there was a need, of course, for healthcare, but it's just like we couldn't get to the root issue for a lot of things. And I found a lot of my patients started getting kind of dead ended by the healthcare system. Which must be sad for you to see, especially knowing what you know and knowing that there are other options, which within that realm, you're not able to share. Oh, completely. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit frustrating and, and saddening, I'm sure. Oh, yes. It was just like my poor throat chakra at the same time. Um, I just knew that there are so many other options that a lot of our Western culture isn't really open to until there's like more research um, present, of course, but it's just like when you start seeing people's lives change outside of the healthcare system, it's hard to keep that uh, truth to yourself. Oh, I'm sure. Were there, what did you do with situations where people were asking you outside of those boundaries? Oh, that's a tricky question. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to answer it if it's going to incriminate you. Um, I really relied on a lot of my intuition, honestly, in situations. I would feel the the patient out, and a lot of times I would just encourage them to dig a little deeper in them in themselves, do a little bit more research for themselves, ask the tough questions from their doctors, and just really follow their guidance on a lot of the topics because it's kind of outside of my scope to be able to recommend things in the healthcare system. So I kind of played on the side of caution with that but I just encourage them to kind of go further with their research. I can only imagine that that conversation encouraged and gave, gave patients confidence to, to actually ask questions. Many times when I have a patient and it's like, oh, you're on six medications. Can you talk to me about them? They haven't a clue what they're for. It's that is such an eye-opening piece of how disconnected we are with our bodies and that we don't actively learn that if we're taking X medication, what it's doing to the cells, what it's doing to our body, we don't even understand what's going wrong with our body. So how can we help ourselves if we don't even understand what's happening? Mm -hmm. And there's such, there's the biology, psychology, and spirituality that inform how it goes for us, which we'll get into. But um, so many people have a lot of disconnects, which Again, this is not from judgment. This is just from encouraging them forward to explore those aspects of self. And um, you also do German new medicine or are very, very familiar with it. Can you um, can you talk about that a little bit? Because it's it's just an area that I'm beginning to explore in depth and uh, you're already in, you know, well into it. Well, it's interesting. I kind of stumbled on it many years ago when uh, my grandmother was actually diagnosed with breast cancer. And it is a beautiful alternative theory, let's call it that, Mm -hmm. um, where this amazing doctor did intensive research on connecting specific cancers to specific emotional trauma in the body. So he could pinpoint down to exact anatomy and exact trauma that kind of triggered an emotional response in the body. Um, Granted, it's been many years since I've looked into it as well, Mm -hmm. but it's very much, I regularly go to their website to kind of pinpoint 
what maybe emotional response could be happening within someone's body. But I just, it was interesting because when I learned about it and all of a sudden I started seeing it at work as well. So I would be scanning, um, a lady's breast tissue and she'd be telling me the story that she just lost her husband six months ago. Mm. So this intense emotional loss, like directly impacting our physiologically on ourselves. It was just a very eye-opening experience that our, our bodies are more than just the physiology and the building blocks, the foundations of our anatomy is we're so connected on a deep emotional and spiritual and psychological level that it can impact the physiology of our cells. It's, it is truly incredible. And Dr. Hamer, who is the founder of GNM, uh, also has pictures that he acquired or took himself. I can't remember how it goes, but where there's actually a ring located in the brain that is the uh, is associated with the area of disease. And you can, you can image these, gather these images again to evidence the change and the healing. It's, it's so it's crazy. It is so cool. And I'm like, how alternative do I talk about here? It's actually, he, I don't know if you looked into the history of him, but he initially started his medical degree down in the States. And uh, he started this thesis and this was going to be his thesis for his medical degree. And they kicked him out. <laughs> oh, wow. Based on? Based on his, you know, very alternative theory that, <sighs> right? Like cancer is kind of a touchy subject mm. um, for medicine because it's just. Yes. Right. When we yes. go there, but that's yes. the basis why it's called German new medicine is he finished his medical degree in Germany. Ah, which seems to be a little bit forward thinking or a lot forward thinking with regards to all of that. I know. So if we look at breast cancer, mm -hmm. the core conflict or the emotional conflict as they refer to it as is a, it's a nurturing conversation. It's a wound from either being over nurtured or under nurtured. And we probably all have times in our lives when it's been a significant, had significant impact regardless of which way it was, or you're the helicopter mama, things <laughs> like that. So there are different, different things that you can talk about, but I know in, in uh, some individuals that I know that are in Europe, if they have, have been given the diagnosis, the osteopath or homeopath will work with you first only with clearing the emotional trauma. Oh my through, God. through using homeopathy. That, Isn't that brilliant? Oh, that is like beyond beautiful. Like it's just, <sighs> again, going back to what I know, our healthcare system in um, the Western side of the world doesn't even address the emotional impact of cancer diagnosis. Like it's or, just, it's fast. It's like just wild. And I always like to caveat to that when these emotional traumas do come up in our life, know that like our body is made and built to heal just because you have, um, an event happen doesn't mean that you're going to be diagnosed with cancer. And then that's the end of your life. Like our body is constantly making cancer and getting rid of it, making cancer, getting rid of it. It's just the mutation of the cells that are happening on a cellular level and that our bodies are made to heal those things and get rid of those mutations. 100%. And we'll talk about live blood later, but I just want to 
pop in here and say that when I see pathologies developing in the live blood profile, upon the return, it's gone because we have modified and mediated the environment, the inner terrain. So I had a lady yesterday and she was so worried after her last appointment. And I said, that's okay, here are the steps, let's do this. And two months later, there is no sign of that. So we'll see it in the blood before it becomes a manifestation physically, like on a deeper diagnostic level. So this is so cool. I love it. I absolutely it's love so it. so great. So how about we segue into essential oils and you, you are such a proponent for how they can change our biology, our psychology and our connection to spirit. Um, and being the tremendous researcher you are, um, tell me what kind of research you did to dig in and find what, find out about what oils are good, what you need to watch for and, um, you know, how to proceed. Oh, that is such a tricky question because I'm not your average person when it comes to, uh, <laughs> when I dive in, I dive in with two feet forward. Um, honestly, there's two pivotal books that I really started. I got this modern essentials book and it's literally all, all the references are based to clinical research. So I, I loved it because I was like, oh, this is evidence. Like this is, um, lavender is great for supporting you know, calming the nervous system and calming your emotions. And here it is, here's the research. But like, I dove in with buying the essential safety book, which is like literally like a thick medical grade textbook. Like I don't ever recommend anyone goes and purchases it. Mm -hmm. I've literally referenced it maybe four or five times, <laughs> but I was so nervous coming from a very Westernized society that I need to know all the safety things and I need to know that this is, I'm not going to do harm to my body, but it's like essential oils are derived from plants. They're from nature, the pure ones, at least mm. that it's, we don't need to be afraid to use them and we don't need to have all this knowledge and education and research to just utilize them in our everyday life. So basically, if you're going to start working with someone, because I know you do, how do you come up with recommendations? Oh, like what criteria is involved for you? Ooh, it's different for every single person. Well, of course. Uh, I'm very tailored, but I usually start with some foundational basis. Like I kind of start with some very um, routines and, uh, trying to think of the proper terminology for this, but so foundational, foundational yeah, things, foundational and simple. Like we mm. start with just a few, like don't go and buy 300 essential oils and try to learn all of them. Like that's just so overwhelming, mm. but we start with just, you start your day with a glass of water and you add a drop of lemon to it. And yes, that's a controversial topic. About ingesting essential oils. I knew it would come up because I ingest a lot of essential oils, but a lot of the research or blog posts online that negate the safety about ingesting essential oils, it has to do with many things. One, the purity, making sure you have pure essential oils. Two, a lot of the research they're, they're referencing is actually really old research. Like it's close to 80 years old now, like that in the science land, that's archaic. <laughs> so the new emerging research is saying the benefit of, of course, ingesting essential oils in small doses, one drop, 
So starting my clients, just hydrating more, one drop of essential oil, applying some frankincense to the back of their neck and the bottoms of their feet before they start their day, just to help stabilize and support on a cellular level for integrity and basically de-stress because the majority of my clients that come to me, a lot of them need support with sleep management and stress support. Well, that, yeah, that encompasses most of the world. You know, certainly in my world, that's always a place to start. I get people who need to come in and they just start crying and we haven't done anything but sit them in a chair. And so I leave them with a, a few little things to, to calm and a box of Kleenex and just let them kind of ease and merge with the space and then come back. So it's, um, and lavender, I use, I have lavender oil there so we can apply that and uh, it, 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 it works every time. And whether it's one, I don't call it that it's one singular thing, but it's the, it's a culmination of a, many pieces and just the intention to hold sacred space for them. So I find it interesting to use lavender because that is all about opening um, concise communication. Oh, I didn't so, even know that. Yeah. So it's funny Beautiful. because whenever I speak and I did this before spearmint and lavender, but lavender is very calm and soothing and helps open the lines of communication. So people can articulate what they need to say clearly. Mm, very nice. So you see the unconscious mind for me, it's just a smell in the simplest form. It was a, it's a smell that people connect to and connect being able to relax and oh, kind of breathe with and so there's, again, all these little deep nuggets that, of course, you have in your back pocket. So thank you. That's so lovely. And I thought I, before we get into a little bit here, I wanted to share, you, you have introduced me to the beautiful world of essential oils. Of course, I've been involved with essential oils and took courses and all of that. Kind of left it to the side and just have my, my little cache of, of goodies and then after meeting you, becoming extremely excited about this again and feeling very supported in my exploration. So my one of my latest favorites is the frankincense roll-on. And I use it on my face. I use it at the base of my neck. And I use some of the others on the bottoms of my feet or on specific chakra points. Ah, oh, and it's a day. What's and I, just, I just want to ask, when mm -hmm. you do those beautiful daily rituals how does it make you feel oh I feel amazing <laughs> I just have I have great energy then it, then I don't because it's time to rest right but um that's usually after a really busy day or beautiful day of doing whatever um I feel I call it my anointing it's my sacred anointing time oh, because that's, that's what it is right? my children got anointed with uh, lavender at bedtime and that's what we did you know third eye heart under the nose and temples that was kind of the routine so I mean I, I've been around a long time for me but again I've learned so much and been so re-inspired by I love the knowledge that you bring and the confidence with the knowledge um, yet you're the least egotistical person I know it's isn't that great though you're not there to sell me anything you're not there to to twist my arm and uh, you're just you. And that's the beauty of it all. Yeah. Well, thank you. What a nice compliment. And it's, oh. 
it's interesting because when I go in and work one-on-one with my clients and asking about like what I recommend, honestly, it's very similar. We have a, we just have a conversation and I tailor it to your routine. I tailor it to your life. I tailor it to what your needs are. It's not about me in the conversation. It's about supporting you and your connection to the body. Um, you actually listen to the person like they're in the room with you. I mean, (laughs) don't you find like, and I find this with people that people are just sometimes so surprised to be heard and and listened to. Yes. Yes. It's huge. Like, and it's funny because you made me realize actually fairly recently that a lot of these, just these conversations that we have between one person, another person, that's healing in itself. Very few deep kind of connecting conversations happen in most people's lives. So when they have an opportunity to be with, with, you know, open ears, open heart, as best we can, you know, we're people too, but um, just, just being there and actually sharing, it's not texting, it's not a f- audio message. It's not, it's just so beautiful. It's present, so, pure present. Right. And it feels like such an honor to be able to do that. I I'm, I'm completely with, and it's my favorite part of my day. I love, I love that deep soulful connection with people. Mm-hmm. And Ever since I was little, like, it's almost like people divulge really private information to me. And I, it's not mine to carry. I learned that at a very young age that it's not mine, but it's just being in the presence of someone safe to discuss those concepts that they maybe not have told anyone else. Mm-hmm. That's where the true healing starts. It's absolutely in the talking. It's like we become unencumbered with all the burdens that we, that we don't even know we're carrying completely and to what degree we're carrying them oh my goodness 110 percent. and I just like and then that's where the essential oils came into my life many many years ago and I just noticed that people can shift quickly quicker they can get down to the root issues quicker Mm -hmm. they it's just you're actually doing the work but the essential oils are just a helping vehicle to get there faster such a beautiful conduit Yeah. Yeah. And they carry a vibrational frequency. To me, that's what enhances the auric field, the light field, the energetic field. Is that something you see? So it's funny. (laughs) I was literally reading a post this morning about discrediting that the essential oils carry a vibrational energy, but Ah, interesting. I think it's funny that it's coming up in the conversation now because where my, I see it, I can see it. Everything holds energy, the rock down the road, everything has a vibrational frequency. That's how it's created in the space that we live in. And essential oils come from pure concentrated plants. How can it not carry vibration? How can it not carry energy? I have witnessed um, doing specific protocols on individuals, their complete auric field changing, their their complete physiological sense going from being low in the rut down on self to this energetic, happy, um, free individual. And it's just, you cannot negate seeing that change before your eyes and not know that it has impacted on more than just a physiological level. And there will always be those who debunk everything we do. (laughs) I think they're paid to do so could be 
Um, but it, but it, I think that's okay because it, it causes, it, it's controversy. And I think it's good to be curious and ask questions. So don't just, you know, we, I like people that ask questions about what I do and you about what you do. And um, it invites conversation and opens up um, avenues to explore with each other. I love questions. Yes, me too. <laughs> don't you love when people go, oh, I'm so sorry, I don't mean to ask questions. It's like, no, I want you to ask questions. You yeah. should ask questions. Completely agree. I don't mm. think we ask enough questions. Right? Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. What makes a good oil? Beautiful <laughs> science as it is. What makes it, what are we looking for? Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot when you're getting into the essential oil realm, because you're like, what brand is okay. And this brand says this, and this brand says that look for purity. Purity is the most important part. Regulations in Canada and the U S a bottle can be labeled hundred percent pure. Doesn't mean it's hundred percent pure. There's literally no regulatory body with when it comes to essential oils, which makes it a little wishy-washy <laughs> with branding. Sure does. So look for a company that has transparency. You want to know that each batch is pure and that they prove it to you. Yes, that is an extra expense to the company, but you want to hold these companies accountable. Just like any company, when you're buying X, Y, and Z, your organic beef to your cleaning products, you want to make sure that what they're saying is on the bottle is actually what's in the bottle. So what are you what are you looking for when you're trying to assess that out in terms of purity, integrity of the company, all that? Because I used to write for companies and you get to say what they want you to say, not what you might want to say, which is like, no, I think I'm done here um, because there's there's a lot of gray area. Oh, my goodness. There's so much gray area. Yeah. I want them to prove it to me and I don't want to have to email the company. It needs to be on their website. Um, a lot of companies will say that they touch, um, test batch for batch, and then they won't show it to you. Or it's like they test one batch and that's it. You do not want that. You want consistent ongoing testing. What's a good example. It's like, there's a lot of, it's a very similar regulation to like a pharmaceutical for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you want to make sure that it's, it's what they say it is. Um, the second biggest thing that I look for is sourcing. Um, you don't want your beautiful lavender grown in a greenhouse in the middle of a highly populated metropolis. You want it grown in the natural place that it lavender was grown in France and Bulgaria. You want it very much where it is naturally grown because the chemical constituents, AKA what makes up the essential oil is way more powerful and potent. So what's another great one? I always use the example from like, does a pineapple taste better when it's shipped over from Hawaii or when you eat it in Hawaii, you can taste. Ah, Is it because you're on holidays? (laughs) (laughs) Could be. That has to have something to do with it. But I love pineapple and it's like when you go to a place where it's naturally grown in the sun and the soil is optimized and it's just freshly picked at the prime time, it impacts the chemistry and it impacts how it interacts in our bodies. So, okay, 
this is a question that came up yesterday with just in a conversation with someone. So when it go, when food goes in the body, does it, it separates the out the chemicals from the nutrients. Mm -hmm. And so what's the chemical getting rid of chemicals is the bigger job. So does that make a, our ability to pick up nutrition compromised? Oh, Oh, I know we didn't have an answer. <laughs> Okay. So I'm just trying to understand. So when you're eating something and it has a chemical load to it, like a toxicity load, correct? pesticides, herbicides. Um, I just learned about this the other day, the liver goes for digestion first, but it can be impacted when it's dealing with heavy toxic load because that's a bigger priority on its list. So chemicals first, like purifying the nutritional profile that's coming through, which is thank you so much. Right. Right. That's kind of brilliant, isn't it? Yes. Digestion is pretty high on the list, but it can be negated if there's other more important things that it, the body needs to deal with. Mm -hmm. And toxicity is a passion of mine as well, just because the more you look into stuff, the more you start realizing that we live in a very toxic, overburdened <laughs> world that our body really struggles to keep up with um, absorption of nutrients because we're bombarded and our body just literally can't do its day-to-day -day processing needs because mm -hmm. we're just, we're very toxic. So we are, and the world is, and food is, and on and on it goes. Yet, I believe so much that our bodies evolve. Because I always think if we were be able to bring somebody back from, you know, like great, great grandparents, and we just plop them into this time, their bodies would be so overwhelmed with the toxicity that it would just, would they survive? Who knows? But we yet we have generationally survived, evolved, and continue to evolve, oh. which I don't think makes us resilient 100%, but at least we have more ability to be with what's going on. Oh my goodness. I am 110% on the same page. As humans, like beings, we are very resilient mm -hmm. and our bodies are very resilient. And we have definitely evolved up to this point. Um, but when the glass is full, that's when it gets a little tricky. <laughs> I, I agree with that a lot. So I, um, I had the privilege of teaching a class at Pacific Rim College for numbers of years, and it was called to Toxicity of Foods. And it was really a depressing topic for so many kids. And, um, you know, you're talking about the water, the, you know, the, the fish, the air, the soil, the, the, the beef industry. And it was like, wow, it was overwhelming. And so it, it just seems like we're on such a downward spiral that there's no hope. Yet, uh, So I brought in a, a, a clip from Eckhart Tolle where he speaks to how we are evolving as a species we have and that can contains all kinds of things good bad and the ugly and mother earth is also evolving so as we evolve to higher levels of of ability to be with so is mother nature and that was very very comforting and it was it was something that i personally hadn't thought of before i heard him say that so um i really loved that i think it's 
beautiful because yeah, it can be doom and gloom and I don't like talking about <laughs> no. it much that way. There's always a better way and our mental can override like so many things in our body, which I love that part of science. Um, it's super fascinating to me. And I think when we start talking, talking about these topics, it can be very overwhelming for people, mm-hmm. and especially when clients come to me, cause they feel like they have to change their entire life. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. it's one step at a time. What I love is that we find our people when we're ready. Yeah. So we can help each other through things. So with, with oils, uh, some smell amazing. And I find that some are, I just have just an aversion to it. And for me, it's sometimes the blends just like, just don't resonate yet. They're supposedly good for me. Can you tell me why does that happen? Oh my goodness. If I had a penny for everyone, (laughs) (laughs) there's specific ones that are very triggering for people. Mm. And, uh, usually there's an underlying emotional response that we're not looking at an aspect of ourselves that needs deeper healing that we are looking at an aspect are not. Oh, so So we're not seeing that deeper aspect that needs healing. It's like a part that a part of ourselves that we've pushed aside or pushed down. And it's just, we haven't wanted to deal with it. And a lot of times the oils work on such a deep emotional, spiritual level that we're sometimes not ready to acknowledge those parts of ourselves. So I'm going to talk about one in particular. It's a blend that has a lot of citrus in it. Mm. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this is my happy smell. This, this blend is amazing. I'm just going to fall in love with it. And I I smell it and no, it's not happening. Smell not happening. Mm -mm. So it's interesting because I had a client many years ago and she couldn't touch wild orange. And this is like one of my favorite, like I just use wild orange a lot because it's super joyful. It's really uplifting. It is just like sunshine in a bottle. And it was connected to a deep old childhood wound about that she was forced to eat oranges for lunch every day for years. (laughs) She hated it. She couldn't stand it because it just reminded of her of a time where her power was taken away from her. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'd have to dig into, of course, my reference books. I reference everything. Um, But usually the citrus oils are linked to a lot of joy and zest for life and just the abundance that is are surrounding us always. Well, that's very interesting because I ate oranges every day at lunch in university. I lived on this is terrible, but oranges and coffee. Uh, (laughs) That's what you did back then. Coffee from the machine in the styrofoam cup. Didn't know better. And, um, hmm. so when you speak to joy, I think about how joy was for me in my childhood years, and there was kind of a lid put on joy. Mm. It's like, you can, you get this much, but don't you dare bounce up here. I'm a Leo and I like to be up here. So it was like, I called the parenting one, one of the parents, the joy squelcher. And I mean, God, God bless her. Now, you know, it's my mom, but, (laughs) 
<laughs> and you know, she had a lot of a lot of issues, a lot of things, right? But I did call her the joy squelcher because it seemed that joy, my joy, was such an annoyance and an inconvenience. So as a child, you learn to squish it down. So maybe that's it. That's something for me to look at. What? My goodness. Oh my goodness. And like when I think of childlike joy, childlike wonder, it is an expansive, effervescent, beautiful, abundant, like pure love and joy. Mm-hmm. So cutting that down is a very limiting, suffocating feeling. So to wear that oil, to include that in my in my regime or in my exploration would help me to to loosen that that old memory or that old connection. And I always remind people to go slow. Don't don't pile it on yourself every single day. Just Mm. when you feel that like nudge to like, let me just try this again. That's that. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you, but I just had an aha, which is now that I've made the connection with the emotional wound, it's like I need to sit in the room with this me and this oil until it feels comfortable to be in conversation together. Yeah, because nice. just just the realization you've already opened up the conversation with the connection with the oil. And mm. some people, it's it takes time. Some people, it will, like the, the click will happen. Like there's certain oils, this, for me, it's geranium. I have a very hard time with geranium and it's all about like self-love and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you mean you're not perfect, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one, I had to have it very diluted. So like making the smell less smelly essentially. Um, and I just started using it occasionally, just dropping it on my hairdress and combing my hair through it. And over time, I started to warm up to it and I would blend it with other oil. So it wasn't just so potent. Like it was just like, cause it's kind of like thrown in your face <laughs> and when it's something you don't want to deal with, you don't really want it thrown in your face. Like it's just no. comforting feeling. So that is, that's my recommendation. Go slow, feel when those nudges happen. Um, but like now I can open up the bottle of geranium and not be completely like repulsed by it. Mm, Love it. What does your regime look like in a nutshell? (laughs) Cause I know it's big, but just give, give us an example. So how about we use today? So we're coming on. This is always exciting yet, you know, makes us brings on a little bit of anxiety, but there's wonderful anticipation and your brain has to be firing. What do you do? Oh my goodness. Well, my day-to-day changes and like it changes seasonally too. So I always like to caveat that, that I switch out my oils quite often, um, depending on the seasons and what my body needs at the moment. But today, since I was on this amazing podcast and then I'm heading over to client sessions after I always start my day with a nice big glass of water. I had a drop of lemon in it because I love supporting my body and help my detox organs, you know, start kicking into gear first thing in the morning. I specifically always roll on rose essential oil whenever I am speaking. So I come from a heart led 
um, high vibrational state, if you want to label it that, because rose is very, very special. Assuming and, that essential um, oils actually vibrate. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, rose is like super deep heart chakra depth. It is one of the most beautiful oils I've ever worked with. And it's still one of my day to day. I love it. I love it. And it's just a reminder to me to connect not to my only higher self, but to come from a heart led space with whoever I'm working with. Then I throw all my diffuser on. So I wanted something energizing because I'm usually not, not awake fully at 10 (laughs) AM. You are today. Yes. So yes, I did a combination of spearmint for clear, active communication and some citrus oils, citrus blend as well, um, to, you know, energize and be joyful and excited and it helps. So like wild orange, I talk about wild orange a lot because it's great for anxious feelings. It is my go-to when someone is feeling um, overwhelmed with life. And a lot of people turn to lavender, but energetically lavender can also like speed up that mental chatter in your head. So sometimes it's not, lavender is not always a good choice for a lot of people. Interesting. Wild orange just, makes, yeah. Wild orange usually just calms and just makes you feel good. Like it's like you've spent a day in the sun. It is, it's lovely. So nice. Would you, um, so let's get really specific. So I've picked some areas to kind of focus in on. And if you can give us sort of the top oil that you would use in that situation, just as an example, not as a diagnosis or a, you know, consult per se, because I know Mm -hmm. there are a lot of factors. So how about, first of all, we look at water retention. I love talking about water. (laughs) (laughs) We live such busy lives that it's really hard for a lot of people to get their water intake in. Um, So yes, I ingest essential oils. I put one drop in my water, one, one, I'm repeating myself. More is not better. And pick a great citrus oil that you connect with, whether that be tangerine, lemon, green mandarin, whatever your fancy is, and make sure it's in glass or stainless steel. Do never, ever put essential oils in any sort of plastic because it will start breaking it down. Cool. Okay, so with water retention, I just wanted to to mention one thing. Last time I saw you, you made me a beautiful lymphatic um, drainage or something for the lymphatic system, a blend. Mm-hmm. And I've been using using it on one spot that I have that is like, you always get a little bit puffy here, right? And I put it on and it's gone. Oh my goodness, you haven't told me. Well, this I was saving the surprise. <laughs> Well, it's really delightful when you've done, you think everything. And um, this is just so simple, a little roll and away I go. And I do do it a couple of times a day, like morning and night, because that's when I think of it and it's in the bathroom. So yeah, that's good news. Oh my goodness. I I would like to order a vat and dip my entire body into this. (laughs) And it's so funny because there's a lot of citrus oils in that blend. Um, (laughs) Now that I think about it. Yeah. But it's just creating those simple routines that don't shove your oils into a drawer and forget about them. Have them mm-hmm. out. So Beautiful. you can like, I always keep my citrus oils next to my water glasses because if I go to grab a glass of water, they're right there to add to them. Such a good idea. 
Okay, so immunity, we're in the season, the change of the seasons and people, you know, frequently get a cold or something else. Oh, I love this. This is one of my favorite topics because I had a, I have a really cool personal testimony from many, many years ago. Um, I love using a blend that's a combination of like clove and cinnamon and all those like very uh, spice driven oils that really work on a great level to help support our immune system. And uh, many years ago, working in the hospital, when the flu season would come around, our masks would go on. This is prior to, you know, prior to, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, the past couple of years Mm -hmm. and, uh, I would literally apply a little bit diluted just where my nose is. And honestly, I had a very weakened immune system prior to using, um, regularly essential oil. So I would get every cold and flu that would come through our department. It would be like once a month, I would get something. And as I started applying it every day, just a little bit, not a lot. And it was the first flu season that I did not get sick. Amazing. Right. It's, and you were sold. <laughs> well, I, it was it. One of my many, many experiments. Yes. When I was told that it could help with X, Y, and Z, I said, there's no way. <laughs> there's no right? way. Yeah. And here I am teaching about it. <laughs> mm. And what a good teacher you are. But I think that's where it comes from. Like my skeptic nature really drives my research and I do my own little experiments, which yeah, yeah, they're not peer reviewed and they're not, but it's just, they're, they're my own testimonials and I see it in my clients as well. And it's just like your, your own testimonial, like it brings my heart so much joy that this little tiny, amazing vial of oils can do so much for your body, creating just a balance and homeostasis in the cells. Absolutely. And I want to reframe your skeptic nature because I see you as someone who is very discerning and discernment considers both sides really equally until they prove otherwise. And um, that's how I see you. But I'm a skeptic too. So I'm reframing for myself as I suggest reframing on the other side of the screen here. So (laughs) just funny. Hey, I love it. It's just, yeah, I think it's just like a term gets stuck in your head, but it's usually like general curiosity. And I love looking at both sides of the argument every time. And then hundred percent you do. Absolutely. So is peppermint the best thing for digestion? It's one of them. Mm -hmm. What would be the next one? I just want to capitalize on our time here, right? Ginger, ginger essential oil is, it's so powerful. And it's like, it's that old school way of thinking of things where you grab a ginger tea. Um, Peppermint is always my go-to. It's just so versatile and you get quick relief. Ginger and fennel is next. A lot of people aren't a fan of fennel if they don't like black licorice. So I usually, peppermint's just an invigorating very easy to find essential oil. So it's cooling, whereas ginger is warming. And I guess it depends on perhaps the rest of the profile to determine what is best for your constitution. Would you say that essential oils, like let's take ginger, that using ginger as an oil is stronger than using ginger as a tea? Oh my goodness, yes. So 
the reference that I have is one drop of peppermint essential oil is equal to about 28 cups of peppermint tea. Whoa. Wild. That's wild. Oh my gosh. Like what? Think of all the money you can save. (laughs) Yeah. No one's going to drink 28 cups of tea. Let's be real. So in a pinch, I find it is, they're super effective due to their potency. Hmm. Yeah. Amazing. That that's incredible. Oh my goodness. Right. Oh, so you said that lavender is really good for sleep or it can also speed up the brain. Um, tell us more about sleep and insomnia. Insomnia is a tricky one, but guess what? It's all linked to stress. <laughs> yeah. So People like a lot of my male clients have an aversion to a lot of those floral smelling. So like rose and lavender, which are all very calming in nature. Mm. So I usually also gravitate towards the woodsy type of oils. So cedar wood and um, Siberian fur is such a great one for sleep. It's my favorite. Yes. It's my husband's favorite too. (laughs) Very nice. Is bergamot, does that fit in there or is that another character? No, that is a great one. And it's kind of a forgotten one because it's a citrus oil, but it's very neurologically calming. And it's great for just, again, calming those mental thoughts, because a lot of times people have difficulty sleep because they can't turn off their brain or their sleep habits are a little bit wonky, staring at your phone before you go to sleep. So I usually recommend turning on your diffuser about 30 minutes before bed get the room and the atmosphere ready for sleep. Um, Put your phones away. uh, Maybe read a book if you need some time to wind down, but like make sleep time very intentional and choosing specific oils like those woodsy oils and those calming oils to just support that nighttime routine. It would be like sleeping in the forest. Yes. Bringing in some Siberian uh, fur, I think it is, right? Yes. Um, Oh, that's such a good idea. My diffuser is out in the more living area. I guess I need another diffuser for the bedroom. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, Okay, so emotional support. We've kind of talked a bit about that. I'd like to, because I I recently, or just yesterday, referred um, a a patient to you who is looking for mm, connecting spiritually more. She's a very aware individual, but it has bumpy edges for her sometimes. What would, where would you go with that? Oh my goodness. I love this conversation as well. (laughs) Can you tell I'm passionate about essential oils? Yes. (laughs) Um, my go-to always is frankincense. I have not found one client who has not connected deeply to this oil. It is such an old school essential oil that has been used for thousands of years. And it's just so deeply nurturing and healing that it just helps you connect to yourself. So people like I recommend third eye chakra, Um, I apply it to my wrists a lot, especially if I'm pulling cards, um, doing any sort of like rituals or even blending, like intentionally blending with my essential oils. I'll put frankincense over your heart space. It just helps connect to your higher self. It connects with that connection to source or the universe. And it's just, just inhale it, just throw a drop on your hands and just deeply inhale it. Beautiful. There's 
yeah, it's it's pretty it's a pretty magical one, and I can attest to that. Um, even because you know how you can buy myrrh and frankincense in crystal form and burn it in your house. I've never been really good at getting those little charcoal pallets to burn well. <laughs> I don't know what the secret is, but some people are so good at it, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing! Wow. Right. Well, that's great. I really look forward to uh, what the two of you conjure up in support of her journey. That's going to be amazing. Exactly. I cannot wait either. And it's so funny because I have those resins as well. And it's a lot of time, like time consuming for me is not always something that I go towards. I'm a, I live a very busy life. So throwing some drops in the diffuser and energetically frankincense clears the energy of your home. So Absolutely. You know, clearing out that old stagnant energy or maybe some unwanted things hanging around. Frankincense mm-hmm. just encourages them to leave. <laughs> it's redefining your space. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love it. I love it. So Elise, you are like a perpetual student. I know you're in school right now. How's that going? Oh my goodness. I love I yeah, that's my nature. I love learning. Um, so I'm currently taking the holistic nutritioner practitioner training through Institute of Holistic Nutrition, and I am enthralled with the information. I'm also horrified at the information <laughs> I haven't learned in the past oh. 10 years working in healthcare, but I'm making so many deep connections with how our body functions on a cellular level through food and through intention that it's just, it's life-changing. The program's life-changing. And it's an excellent program. I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enthralled and like overjoyed. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, if it passes all your checks and balances, then it's going to be a good one, right? (laughs) We haven't even had an opportunity to talk about some of the other things you do, such as the ionic foot baths, which I've had the the pleasure of experiencing. So you'd come back to do that, to do a session with regards to that. Heck yes. Heck (laughs) yes. Let's do it. So we'll, we'll book a time and we'll make sure that that happens really soon. And um, the last thing I want to just touch base with before we close off here is you've come to see me for live blood cell analysis. And I can honestly say that you're the one and only patient I've ever had that takes copious notes on her laptop. (laughs) Boy, can you type fast? (laughs) The thing is, it's like when I'm so present in learning that I'll go home and I'm like, oh no, what was that tip? Or what was that? um, What was that thing that I need to implement? And yes, Maureen takes amazing notes for you, but sometimes I just want an explanation to why. And then I remember it. So I always encourage my clients, like take notes, like write things down. Like I loved my live blood analysis. It was so cool to see what was happening in my cells at that exact moment, what I was doing well and what I needed (laughs) to work on, of course, but it's just, you pinpointed my nutritional and supplement protocol. Like you tailored it in so nicely that you don't have to take 30,000 things to be healthy. Like, I think we get so bogged down with all this amazing research and information. Like you don't need to do a thousand things. It's just like, what is unique to you and your cells and your genetic code, you just tailor it in for your clients. And I think that is so valuable. 
and why I consistently refer my clients to, cause I'm like, you have to see Maureen, like she will tailor it in. So it's pivotal for just you. Thank you. Well, it's so, I love working with people like you and the people that you have sent are already kind of prefaced with respect to that. And, you know, it's, it, it is really, people come with so much, so many products that they're taking and, and supplements that they're just taking because they heard, or it's not the one you need now. Like if we go back to the essential oils, there's summer, you know, summer, fall, winter, spring stuff to be up to. And what the blood does that I, I just love is that it, um, it says, no, just wait a minute. This is what we need to do now. Yeah. Not all that other, other stuff. Cause that's kind of cluttering the therapy that we need right now. So yeah, I just love it. And I'm continue to be amazed by it. And, uh, when people come in or as, as enthusiastic as you are, it's like, oh my gosh, this is, <laughs> this is so fun. I think it's just that general curiosity of how our bodies work, that it's a deeper connection to yourself. So it's like, how can you not be curious? How can you not be excited to learn more about your body? And I just like the tips and tricks of living our best, full, most abundant life. So how can you not be? Right. And it's, you know, and it's meant to be complimentary. It's not meant to just like you with oils. We, we aren't here to say, stop doing what you're doing with your medical doctor or other practitioners, we want to support what you're doing with those individuals and, um, you know, come in from the foundation because that's what we are doing is foundational medicine in so many ways. Oh, completely. Yeah. I am not here to take place for your doctor or your medical care. Um, there's a time and place for both, but I think we need to integrate a lot more cohesiveness between the two mm. worlds to really benefit the overall picture. Nice. So a piece of wise counsel from the words, from the mouth of Elise Cochran. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was wonderful. So wonderful. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. You know that we could talk forever. I think everybody I've ever had on here, we could just talk forever. This has been fabulous. <laughs> it's a great thing, but we will have you back to talk about um, ionic foot baths and some other things you're up to. And uh, we'll, we'll see how you're doing with school, Thank which you. I'm sure will be amazing. We'll learn more as you learn more. Yes. So thank well, you from the bottom of my heart, Elise. Well, thank you. I have such an honor to be on the show and I cannot wait to see this unfold. So it is an honor, honor to be here. So thank you very much, Maureen. Such a pleasure.